Pepsi. It worked that time. It worked great. <laughs> Pepsi. <clears throat> Welcome to episode seven of the Walk On Diaries podcast. It is Saturday. College early basketball in the Saturday, morning. early in the morning, <laughs> nearly noon. Uh, we have a special, special, special guest on today. We have a D1 fella again. We had Andrew Terrell from Maryland last week. We've got Miles Lester of Wake Forest Basketball on today. He's going to be calling in in just a couple of minutes. Really excited for that. The first question I'm going to ask him, of course, how big were Zion Williamson's biceps? Because Wake Forest played Duke this past Tuesday. Lester was on the bench to witness the whole thing. Wake Forest gave him a good shot. Um, <laughs> ended up losing yeah. by 25. But hey, Wake Forest is the big deal. They're ACC. Um John, I actually have a funny story to tell you before Lester calls in. This is what I've been waiting for. Um, yeah, I told you I told you I was going to tell you your story yeah. on air. Okay, so this morning, um, I get up at like 11. I go uh, take my shower. Oh, boy. Um, uh, just have my, my undies and my towel mm-hmm. and uh, my slides. I finish my shower, go back to my room, and uh, the room is locked. Um, and I drop <laughs> my key. My key is inside. <laughs> um, and it finally dorm, happens. You're in your dorm, right? Yeah, in the dorm, um, and literally, literally, like you, you, you hear about it, and and you think that could never happen to me, um, and I feel like this is one of those benchmarks of the college of college life, that it eventually just happens to you. And I was cocky, and I didn't think it would happen to me, but it happened to me, and I was humbled. And so, I, so humbled. you know, in my dorm, there's like it's like the main lobby, and right. then you have to scan your card to get into the hallway where the room is. Right. And then you open the room with the key. So I go out to the lobby to go see if there's an RA there. But I forget that I don't have my car to get back into the hallway. So I go out in the lobby. There's no RA there. So I'm literally in the lobby in my towel for like three, four minutes just waiting for someone to like walk by either an RA because my phone's in my room. So I can't call the RA on call. Um, so I'm just chilling there in my towel and leaning up against the wall. There's like three people that pass. <laughs> and they wave. just look at me. No, I'm just like, sup? <laughs> they just start laughing. They're like, you looked out of your room? I was like, yeah. No, I'm just standing there. I'm just standing here towel. in my towel, just being yeah. a creep. Um, but eventually this girl walks in, and she I guess she's like an RA, but she wasn't on duty. Um, but she was able to get um, get a card. Right. <laughs> duty. Yeah, get her card. Get on duty. She was on duty. And she let you in. She let me in. Um, so really, it was really lucky. And you stayed in the towel. she just... <laughs> yeah, I'm in my towel right now. Um, yeah. No, but she was like, it was so lucky that she was the fourth person that passed, and she just happened to be an RA because I could have been there for a long time. I don't know if there's any RAs on duty on Saturday, on Saturday mornings at least, but that's a story. That's... It finally happened to me, the towel incident. Ooh, we got a Wichita, Kansas number calling in. I think this is Lester. We'll see. All right, we're gonna put him on. Oh, speaker. speaker okay. Line. Hey, what's up, Miles? Hey. Dude, I'm doing good. You're on air right now. It's great to have you on. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I I mean, this is the first question that I've been dying to ask. Um, you guys play Duke on Tuesday, and really what I want to know is how big are Zion Williamson's biceps? Uh, they're, uh, I, I can't even describe it. Like, he was, he was warming <laughs> up with his shirt on. He was like, oh, he's not really that big. Then he took the warm-up off, and you're like, oh. Good lord. <laughs> I mean, he's massive. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't even make sense. Like, he's 285. It's pure muscle. Yeah. He's able to sell like a 45, 45 inch vertical. So, it's pretty unreal. 
Talk about that vertical, like watching him in game. You see a guy that's 285. You think he's not going to be super athletic, but that guy, that man is quick. And he's, as you said, he's got a vertical. What was it like seeing him live? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes him so special is normally when you're that, you're that size, you're not able to move that much. And he's just, he's powerful. Like his dunks are just, they're very violent. <laughs> yeah. he's, I mean, he's quick enough to get by you, like with his first step. He's quick enough to get by guards, big guys. He can post them up, get by them, like... He, is, he has he has all around game. He's hitting threes against us too, which was our game plan was you got to take something away from mm-hmm. him. So hopefully you take away the three because that's kind of been his weakness. And instead he went three for four from three, so that wasn't very. Helpful. <laughs> I I remember watching that. I watched the first half, and you guys had kept it interesting uh, for a lot of that first half. Um, and I remember like Zion like started out two for two from behind the arc, and I was like, if he starts making threes. Just no team has any chance. Because like you said, you look for any weakness, but that team is so stacked, and if Zion is hitting threes, I mean, that they're just hard to stop. Yeah, I mean, they got they got it all. They got RJ who can score from anywhere. Their, their point guard is just a pure point guard. Like, mm-hmm. He can get a bucket when he wants to, but I think he's got a 6-1 to one assist to turnover ratio, which is like top three in the country. So, and he's the best defender, oddball defender I've seen this year. So they just... They got a really good team. It's going to be tough to beat them, but anything can happen in the tourney, so. Yeah. All right, last last Duke question, and then we'll move on to you. But um, I, I write a little bit for the Atlanta Hawks and Atlanta Hawks blog, and one of the big questions around, like, the Atlanta Hawks Reddit and then, like, the, the few people that are actually paying attention to this Hawks season <laughs> is, like, if we got the number one pick, would we take R.J. Barrett or Zion Williamson? Um, if you were the Hawks GM, who are you taking number one overall? I think you got to take Zion. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, from what I've seen, I watched a few games here. I think he's like a once in a generation type talent. Like he just, he just can't teach what he has. And then, like at worst, he's going to be a very powerful big guy that can at least dribble, like break guys down. But if he gets a shot, like yeah, it's going to be unreal. And he's really unselfish too. He plays. My favorite, my favorite thing about him is he plays super hard. Mm-hmm. Like he'll be, he'll be the one to block a shot or dive on the floor in the defense and then somehow end up getting an offensive rebound on the offensive end and dunking it. Like he just, he's always <laughs> going. Like his motor's insane. So I, I really like his game. I'd probably take him. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think I'm with you. Uh, like at worst, like Zion's floor to me is maybe like. Aaron Gordon were like just spectacular dunks, but he's still a good player. And I think, as you yeah. said, his ceiling is just once in a generation type player. So I'm taking Zion as well. Um, tell me a little bit about your teammates. Wake Forest is an interesting team. Um, I've watched a couple Wake Forest games now. Uh, Brandon, all right, what's his what's his first name? Childress, your guys' point guard. He is, yeah, dude, he is nasty. Tell me about his game. Yeah, he's having a he's having a really good year. I mean, you can see it in practice. He he shoots really well. He doesn't shoot as much in practice just because as a point guard, he wants to get others involved and get their confidence going. But he plays hard. Uh, I mean, he can he can shoot off. I think he's shooting like forty eight percent from three. He's able to get a shot off the bounce too, and because he's he's not the tallest guy in the world, like he's got to be able to be crafty with, and he he does that. He can get to the rim pretty well. I mean, in ACC play, it's going to be tougher, so he's, I think he's working on trying to get, you know, get to the rim and then kick it out or get to the rim and get fouled because sometimes in ACC play, it's tougher to get those layups off. But as far as, I mean, he's shooting, shooting extremely well. He's got a good mid-range game. He's been a really good leader. 
he's the only guy that really has had the experience of playing in ACC play. Sean D played last year, but he's only had one year. Brandon's been there for two years. He was a part of the team that made the tournament. So he's had some good experience, and he's just, I mean, he's been really good on and off the court. Mm-hmm. Um, so you played at Rice last year. You transferred to Wake this past offseason. You're sitting out this year due to NCAA, the transfer requirements. Um, and you were telling me you get to you get to dre- you get to sit on the bench for home games, but you don't get to travel with the team to away games. Um, and I feel like that's probably a bummer, especially on days like today where your teammates are down in Miami and <laughs> you're still stuck in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, talk to me. Talk to me just about like um, what your what this season looks like for you. You're kind of in the middle. You're obviously on the team. You're with the team, um, but you don't get to travel with them. Yeah, I mean, it's just, this season's mostly about trying to get better at some stuff that were my weaknesses, but more just, like, pushing the guys. Let me on the scout team, which is what I'm on. You, your goal is pretty much to get the guys prepared for game day. So whatever role you got to play on that, just try and, you know, emulate that player as much as possible and be able to get the guys ready to go on game day and that kind of stuff. And then just... My first thing was, so I actually separated disc in my back before last season, so I played through that, so I mm. had to get healthy. So I finally, finally, my back's been feeling better the last couple months, and then once I got that, I just wanted to start working on my weaknesses and try and do that through practice, but also try and get the guys better. Obviously, I get to go against Brandon and uh, Tori, who's the other kind of point guard in Sharon a lot, so try and get them, just you know, pressure them, get some get some ball pressure on them so they can work on their handle and stuff and make make better decisions and then on offense just try and you know get them better too on defense for sure um full disclosure john and i john who's with me uh pretty much our entire our entire preparation for this interview was we watched your four minute 49 second highlight tape from rice <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh we dude we we were oohing and on you got some game we were surprised because you think walk on and I think a lot of people, not us, because we are wise to the ways of what it takes to become a D1 player. But, you know, you think walk-on, you think, yeah, that guy's going to slap the towel. He's a great teammate, probably gives really good high fives. But coming from Rice, you played you played in a lot of games, and you got a stroke, dude. Yeah, I think I was second on the team in three-point shooting last Ooh. year. Ooh. Dude. So that's, 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 trying, that's why I try to do in practice, just make – Make a lot of threes so they can work on closing out. Heck yeah. Do, do you do any, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you do any, like when you're making those threes in practice, like as part of that scout team, um, do you start trash talking? Do you, I mean, do you and your scout team guys take pride in the, in the fact when you score, when you score on the big dudes? Uh, yeah, we get a little trash talk in there. Heck we yeah. get a couple runs. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so mention you that you played at Rice, um, and now you're at Wake Forest. Walk me through that whole transfer process. Why you decided to transfer, and why you picked Wake Forest? Um, there was a few reasons I decided to transfer, and so once I decided to do that, uh, I just kind of had to go. You have to get like a release or whatever, so that took a little bit of time. And then I, I talked to a few schools and ended up going on my visit to Wake and just. Really like what they going on. Have, they have going on because I want to do uh, finance. They had a really cool business school. Enjoyed getting to visit that and everything. Just I really like the coaches. I mean, coming from Kansas, being able to meet Coach Manning was obviously like really an enjoyable experience. And I like like what they have going on. And Wake's had a really good 
tradition, even though we haven't been as good recently. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to hopefully be a part of getting that back to where it is. And then I just like to wake a lot for what they offer academically and social life and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. <clears throat> How have you been um, preparing, or I guess, I mean, what's what's been your mindset going from at Rice playing in most every game, averaging like 12 minutes a game, um, to Wake Forest where you're probably you know you know you're going to be sitting a lot of the time. You're probably not going to get to play in a lot of games. Um, what has that been like for you? Or are you prepared in your mind? Are you like fighting for playing time at Wake? Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. Just anytime you have to be forced to sit out, no matter what, it's tough because there's times out there you feel like you can help the team that you're obviously not even allowed to play. But my biggest thing, like. All the schools that I looked at when I decided to transfer, I could have went to a lower D1 or a D2, but I just want to be a part of a program that can compete for NCAA tournaments, mm. be part of that. So whether or not you know I'm, I play or not, that's that's really besides the point. I just want to be a part of a really strong program. Someday I want to go into coaching, so I want to be around like the highest level of coaching. So kind of that stuff was the most important. So I guess when you're not playing as much, it's more about, just being a part of a program that's getting wins and losses at the highest level. And then practice, I mean, literally talk about, like, the sky guy, like, oh, practice is our game base because that's mm-hmm. when we play. And that's our, chance, that's our chance to go against, you know, the Stars and stuff. So, like, we take that kind of as our game. We have another transfer who played at Charlotte that uh, he averaged, like, 15 or 16 a game at Charlotte. So he's really good. So he's also on the scout team. So we get them prepared pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of like, we always just joke around, that's our game day, so that's kind of, kind of your mindset when you know you're not going to play, you don't have a chance of playing, so whether or not, I mean, all I care about is winning and losing, so whether or not that means I play in the future, doesn't, as long as we're winning, I'm happy with it. Dude, I'm fired up just listening to you talk about this, I, I, I'm ready to dress out, I'm ready to slap some towels, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up, I'm about to go pick up a basketball, um, so... <laughs> Walk me through a typical game day on a game at home, say for the Duke game or for any other home game. Um, what's what's the typical pregame routine look like? So Duke game was different just because it's over break. Um, we were staying in a hotel over break, which was interesting. Ooh. I was like a Winston-Salem downtown hotel. It was pretty nice. Nice. So couldn't complain. But yeah, so we would have shoot-around. That was a night game, so we had shoot-around at 2. And then you have pre-game meal at like an hour after so shoot around pretty much is just get some shots up run through our scout team will kind of go through their offense again the guys will guard it and then just kind of go over some plays that you may run for that game based on like what that team's playing on defense and then we'll watch we'll do scouts and we'll walk through their places and then we do film we have like a pregame meal, and then most of the guys go back to hang out at their hotel. That's when I get my uh, my workout and my lift in with the strength coach. Heck yeah, he's the best in the country. That's the boy. Shout out Ryan Warren. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I do that. Go back, shower, and then the guys meet at like. So that game is at seven. They're supposed to be back around five thirty. NBA warm up starts at five fifty. So get ready for that. Our NBA warm is pretty much just like. Bigs do individual workout while the guards stretch and get warmed up, and then they switch, and mm. then guards do that. They do their workout and big stretch, and then that you're starting to get to like 30 minutes left when we go in. Coach Manning gives us, or uh, no, that's when the scout coach gives their pregame speech, so they kind of go over like all the scout stuff, 
last minute personnel stuff and then we go back on the court um get some get some shots up and then go back in coach manning gives his pregame speech and we go out for layup lines there's normally like four minutes left so then it's it's pretty much game time after that yeah do you i mean do you get to warm up with them like with uh with like the the pregame warm-ups and stuff on the court nah, okay they, i think i could but i normally just get a workout and so i don't have to do that because i don't want to take up their shots okay Dude, you're the best, dude. You were just the all-around perfect teammate. I don't, you say, you're saying I don't want to take away from their shots, man. That is that is the definition of a high-quality teammate right there. I'm loving it. You're gonna you're gonna do you're doing great away for us, dude. You're doing big things. Um, uh, do you are you allowed to play intramurals at Wake? See, that has been a topic. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out because some of my boys want me to play. And I really want to. Like, they don't want to get disqualified if I right. did. Dude, I always wonder because I was I was talking to Andrew Terrell of Maryland when we when he when we had him on the show. We were talking about like, do you and your boys just ever go to like the local YMCA and just tear it up? And he was saying, yeah, they've done that a couple times. And I've always wondered, like, especially for a walk-on guy who guys may, who like people around campus may not recognize, like, could they sneak you in and you just like torch the intramural league? <laughs> I mean, I go play pickup whenever we have an off day, like Sutton, which is our rec center. Mm-hmm. So we did that. I went and played like two days ago with some people, but I want to play Ayubes. That'd be that'd be fun. I don't know if they'll let that happen. <laughs> um, you're listed at six feet. Um, are you are you six feet, or did they give you a couple inches? I'd say like five five eleven and a half would be uh, realistic, but like uh, six foot isn't that big of an exaggeration. It's really not. No, that's not too bad. Yeah, you look at some people and they're listed at like six five, and then you like see them in person and they're like, six, yeah, six two and a half. Like, <laughs> so I was just wondering, do you are you a dunker? Um, oh, I wish I can't. I have no athleticism. My <laughs> got messed up, so yeah, I can't. I can barely touch the net anymore. It's <laughs> unfortunate, but still have still have some quickness with the ball, which Heck is yeah. what Matt. Yeah, jumping wise, now nah, that's. That's gone. The coach horns help to get that back a little bit. Yeah, dude. Who needs who needs the ability to dunk when you've got the three point stroke that you've got? Three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three is worth more than two. I, dude, literally, three is worth more than two. I love that. <laughs> um, dude. Oh, there's something. Oh yeah, you played at Wilbraham and Monson, um, which is like an elite kind of a, a private boarding school up there in the Northeast. Um, what was that like transferring away from? You were in Kansas, right? Yeah. You're in Kansas, transferred to that school, um, in in hopes of pursuing a basketball scholarship. What what went into that decision? Um, so I always knew growing up that like my dream was just go to a prep school. Like you would watch, I mean, I watch basketball at times. So I would watch like Oak Hill, Finley Prep, and those schools. Like, oh, that's sick. I want to do that sometime. So once I got more like older and stuff, I realized kind of an academic prep school would be more beneficial. So I did. Why did, oh, I went on, on some Ivy League visits my beginning of junior year of high school, and um, I met a coach at one of the like really good prep schools there. And so I went there and visited after my my stuff, and he kind of because I had always just wanted to do a post grad year. And he kind of convinced me to that it'd be better to reclass after my junior year and go out there. So I didn't have the best junior year of high school and ended up looking at some prep schools and decided to go 
away and I mean as much as I love my family it wasn't really like I never got homesick because I always knew I wanted to leave and I loved W Maine I mean my first year I got to play with Wendy and Gabriel played at Kentucky and it was like on the the two-way thing for the Kings like it was Mm -hmm. really cool playing with him Um, my senior year we had like three or four D1 guys that were younger guys that are I think seniors and juniors now so it was it was a really cool experience like my school is a big international school. I think it's forty percent international. So that was also pretty pretty sweet to like as a senior and junior in high school to just get to meet people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. So I, I was glad I did it. Yeah, how nice was it playing with Wenyan Gabriel? Because we did we watched like the first two minutes of your high school highlight tape. What was it like playing with Wenyan, who's just like the six ten skinny as heck behemoth? You could just throw it up and he dunk it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was absurd. He was, he was so good. He was just, I mean, he was skinny at that time. He's put on some weight, but like, mm-hmm. literally, the first, the first game of the year, um, I threw him a dupe, and I thought it was the worst pass in the world, <laughs> and he just dunked in, it made me, it made me look good, made him look good, so like, I was, I was like, ah, I guess that, that's what makes him special. Dude. So like, he's, he's an absurdly good player, one of the nicest kids I've ever met, like, yeah. Anyone that's been around him knows how good of a kid he is. So I'm hoping hoping he succeeds in the NBA because he's a really hard worker, great kid. Yeah, he's a very smart student too. He had like a 4.0 senior year, I think. Mm. Wow. Yeah, mm. he got good grades. So yeah, he's a he's a good dude. Do you and think he was certainly good? How hard was it for him? Do you think taking that pay cut from Kentucky to now with with the Kings on that two way deal? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> I can't comment on that. <laughs> I'm just playing with it. <laughs> but uh, back to that, I, I'm sensing a, um, a common theme of great team, of being a great team out here. You were talking about throwing up that really bad pass, and it made both of you look good. That's just, I mean, once again, if we had a tally mark of just signs of a great teammate, dude, you were you were running up the score. It's not even fair. <laughs> Try my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me. A little bit about the ACC, what you think, What as you look at the teams in the field this year, obviously Duke, Virginia at the very top, um, but the ACC, I don't think anyone can argue, is the best league in basketball year in, year out. Um, what are some teams in that league that you think are going to surprise some people just from scouting them beforehand or if you've already played them? Yeah, I mean, the ACC top to bottom is just loaded every year. So, but I think it's even more top-heavy loaded this year. I thought I saw somewhere, like, there's six or seven teams in the top 25 right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like, the most of any conference. So, I think, I mean, obviously you have the Duke, who's very good. Virginia, who's I think, has one of the best coaches in the country. They just play. They're the best defensive team in the country. So, anytime you can lock up on defense, that's helpful. Um I like. I really like Virginia Tech. They're not really a sneak up right now because they're. I'm pretty sure they're a top 15 team, but I think they got a shot to win the win the conference. I've seen them play a few times, and they Coach Williams gets them to play hard, and they play for each other, which is huge. And so I think I think they got a shot to be really good. And Florida State, um, one of my boys from Rice transferred there, so I watch a good amount of their games, even though he can't play yet, but he's going to be really good there. So I think they have they have a lot of athleticism, a lot of talent. So they got a good squad too. And then there's some teams. Miami, who we play today, like their record wise have not been great, but watching them in film and scouting them, I think they have they have a pretty decent offense. They have some guys that can score. Their coach has always had a history of getting guys to play well. So I think they got a shot to end up being pretty solid in the comments. But really, I mean, every team is pretty good. So it's it's tough. Every night you go out there, you're not 
you're never going to get an easy game, so you always got to be prepared to yeah. give it a and everything like that, and you always got to be locked in because you don't have a night off. Yeah, for sure. And next year, as you as you finally get to suit up for real, for real, um, are you interested in chasing? Um, are you interested in chasing trillions? Um, I, I think oh, are, that's, a, that's a big topic around the squad. We got yeah. a bunch of Martinez fans. Heck yeah! I read, the, I read his book in like sixth grade. Been a big. I listened to his podcast mm-hmm. a long time. The one shining pod. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know we we had that. So Bill is who's uh, Jay Bill's his son. Made mm-hmm. a layup, so he, he's slipping on the trillion. <laughs> yeah. He could have had another trillion. But there's some kid from Middle Tennessee that has like eight of them. I remember because he had his first career shot against us last year when we played them. Mm-hmm. I was in the game. And I've just never heard a crowd go that loud. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's kind of running away with it right now. Yeah, well, I mean, back to back to the Billis thing. I, I think I think sacrificing a trillion for getting on like Sports Center video and getting like Jay yeah. Billis tweeting him out. I think it's probably worth it on his end for that part. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the two points over just a trillion any day. Like, yeah. that was that was awesome. Like, we went, we all went nuts. The crowd went nuts. That was that was really cool because he works. He works extremely hard, and it's been you know four years, so it's good to see him get a bucket. Yeah, dude, we'd love to get him on the pod. You need to start working. You need to be like our agent of change. You just need to start spreading the word. Get him on the pod. Yeah. Um, Bill's is a really good talker, so I'm sure I'm sure he'd be good to get. Bet, bet. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's actually how we found Andrew Terrell of Maryland, the last guy we interviewed, because he at the time he was number one on the trillion leaderboard that Titus has. Right. I think he had like six trillions at the time, but I think you're right. The the guy from MTSU is is far and away leading it. Um, so one thing we want, last thing we want to bring up with you before we let you go. Last pod, we John and I ranked breakfast foods, um, and we just like to get your input on this because there was some heavy debate especially towards the top. So could you give us your top five breakfast foods? Uh, number one, bacon. Mm. Mm. Number two, biscuits and gravy. Big Ooh. Biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Okay. Can, do you mind explaining that one really quick? Random one right there. Um, I don't know. I just always like biscuits and gravy. I got some yesterday, so it's kind of fresh on my mind. <laughs> um, number three, we'll go with an omelet. Ooh. 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 Or turkey sausage. Ooh! <laughs> Whoa! Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I don't know what's going on right now. Me and breakfast food are big, big fans of each other. I normally skip <laughs> breakfast. So the rare, the rare time I get it, I normally just get like scrambled eggs and bacon. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll go with five. We'll get some Reese's Puffs cereal. Ooh, okay. Reese's Puffs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I dude, that's that's an interesting five. Um. <laughs> I, I like it. It's balanced. Um, there's a lot of different textures in there. Um, very light. I, very light. <laughs> yeah, light. yeah, dude, for sure. Um, okay, last question because you didn't mention. I said last question like three times now, but I, I just I, I'm just hungry for knowledge, literally and figuratively. See what I did? It's a breakfast one. Um, so waffles or pancakes? Oh shoot! How did I not throw waffles there? French toast in there? Yeah, waffles are the best. Yeah, yeah, waffles yeah. Not even a competition. Yes. Right. Yes. Do you guys have Waffle Houses in North Carolina or in Kansas? Uh, we do in Kansas. I don't even know about North Carolina. Okay, so it's not like a big thing in North Carolina. Nah. Okay. I mean, it might be not for not for us. We got cookout. That's our big. Oh yeah. Nice oh yeah. We got a cookout too. That's the five dollar tray. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, can't go wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Stuff. 
<laughs> All right, Miles. Thanks so much for having for uh, being on the pod. We really appreciate it. We're gonna make you a featured guest now. You got to come back on later this year. Oh, I mean, I got I got some free time. Heck yeah! Yeah. All right. See you, Miles. See you, man. That was Miles Lester, Wake Forest basketball, big time stud. That that was that was fun, dude. How could I forget about biscuits and gravy? Dude, I'm I'm more impressed with the Reese's Puffs. Bro, I'm telling you, biscuits and gravy. He did it right though because he picked a specific cereal. Last time, you just said broadly, you said cereal. He did it right. He went specifically. He knew where his passion was. I, and okay, he, okay, fine. <laughs> Captain Crunch, no berries. Oh, okay, you had me at Captain Crunch. No berries. But then you no said berries. no berries, and you lost me. People will be with me, but the majority will not. I promise. It's light. It's perfect. But it's not, like, too sweet. Like, the berries add too much sweet in the morning. The berries add variety. The no. berries add... Color? They're, they're part of a balanced <laughs> diet. Berries are fruit. No. Fruit is good for you. No. So then you got the grains from the crunch no. and the fruit from the berries. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, what Dude. he said about Zion Williamson early on... That's exactly how I picture it. Like, as far as, like, the combination of the size and the speed and not realizing, realizing how big the biceps are until the shirt comes off. I feel like there's only one person, you know, playing basketball that you could compare him to, and it's LeBron, because they're both massive human beings. Yeah. They're just, like, genetic freaks, like, made in a laboratory. Just... It's like seeing The Rock in a jacket, yeah. and you take it off. It's like his arms are the size of my stomach, <laughs> you know? I want to talk about... The Thunder Spurs game. Oh yeah, you have you'll have to talk about most of it because I watched the first half and then I well, went you watched on more than I did. Really? I watched highlights. Oh, okay. So that's that's probably what I should have done. But apparently, people are calling it the game of the year a in the NBA was it triple, so far. Triple overtime? I believe it. Was, I think I think it was double? just double. Yeah, but still, it was incredible. Yeah, Aldridge, everybody went off. Yeah, I think everybody. Aldridge had like fifty six. Yeah, okay. Russell Aldridge. had twenty four points, twenty four assists. Yeah. Paul George though, how would he do? I didn't. Look he's, at his ma- he's making an MVP case. Yeah, I'm telling you. I think he's top five. I don't think anyone can disagree that he's top five. He's just got so many good guys in front of him between Harden and Giannis. It's going to be hard yeah. to get past them. But the MVP in that game for me is Stephen Adams. Always, mm. dude. I'm telling you, he is he is top three centers in the league right now. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. So we're thinking Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid. Steven Adams. And then Steven Adams above DeMarcus Cousins? He's not even playing. I know, but when he comes back. Well, you can't say that. Okay, so you're saying right now. I'm trying to think of I don't think DeMarcus MB, Cousins will be as good Davis. this year. Who else is a really good center? JaVale McGee, I mean, could you obviously. count Giannis as a center? No, he can't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't no. think so. Well, he's, he's in the same boat Capella. as Anthony Davis, though. I think Adams probably has a slight edge over Capella, so I'll give you that. Um, would you say, would you, could you compare Davis and Giannis as to have the same kind of position? I think Davis is still traditionally more a post. I think Davis is moving up. Like he is, he is. Like you know, the one to five. I think Davis is moving from a five to a four. Yeah. Because that man, I mean, he's shooting. Yeah. Better than some most of the people on the team. It's it's harder and harder to define a true center because of the way the NBA is going with like positionless basketball. Yeah, it really is positionless. Yeah, I mean everybody's guarding everybody. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um. All right, do we want to pick really quick the NFL divisional playoff games just really quick? Just So first we got Cowboys-Rams. Who are you taking? That is a tough in LA. decision. It's in L.A.? Yeah. Rams. All Rams. Day. I'm saying Rams. Okay. Uh, Todd Gurley's going to have yeah. 300,000 well, yards. Well, you're biased because you're a Georgia fan. 
He went to Georgia? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Chiefs-Colts. I'm taking Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting, though, because I think the Colts have kind of like that. I think they're slept uh, on a little bit. They've got a little vibe going on. I think Andrew Luck's doing a good thing in the Colts. Yeah, Andrew Luck is legit. Um, He's the only person on the Colts team I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, besides Peyton Manning, of course. Well, T.Y. Hilton, he's a stud. Yeah, but Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning. Also, oh, who is who is who is his receiver? Who's Peyton Manning's receiver? It was like eighty four at the Colts. Yeah, uh, yeah I couldn't tell. You. Oh, I forgot now. This right. is this is really bad podcasting when we both don't know. I don't. I have no idea. I okay. can't remember um, anything. Okay, uh, Chargers Patriots at that's Patriots. that's going to be the game. I think it's going to be the game. That's going to be the week whoever I think whoever wins that is going to the Super Bowl. Like like okay. it's going to you know have I, the I think so the edge in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because the Chargers are having an excellent year. Yeah. Excellent year. Patriots are always good. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give it to the Chargers. I think so, too. And mostly because I just I can't help but root against the Patriots. Right, right. And Phil it's Rivers. Like Alabama. It's like Alabama. It's so goofy. And, yeah, you're right. It is just like Alabama. But I, Phil Rivers, I, 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 wa- I want to see him in a Super Bowl. And you know, you know, um, the, the, the thing about uh, Belichick and uh, Alabama's head coach. Nick Saban. Yeah, they don't have the. They can't. They've never won the same year. Both of them. Really? Did you know that? I did not. It's like alternated oh, every year. See, or that's good news for the Patriots then, because it could be Belichick. Because Saban didn't win. No. Yeah, they didn't, did they? No. Oh wow. Oh no. <laughs> the Patriots are going to win all. Patriots are winning oh, it no. all now. Um, and then the last one: Saints versus Eagles in New Orleans. I think. I think that's going to be a tough game. Really? I do. Okay. I think the Eagles. I think the Saints are obvious favorites, of course. Yeah. But the the Eagles, I mean, they were slept on last year. They were. You know. They were. So. So you're thinking. No, but I, I think Saints won. Yeah, no, I think Saints win by 20 plus. I don't really? think it's going to be close. Yeah, no, I think I think we trick ourselves into thinking that the Eagles will keep it close. I think Drew Brees, Drew Brees is just going to annihilate. I think yeah. I think you're gonna be surprised. Okay. I think you're gonna be surprised. Oh, maybe I would. I would love to be Super surprised. Bowl? Who's won the Super Bowl? Uh, I think the team from the NFC. I think it's either gonna be the Rams or the Saints. That's that's that's. A I good would give point, the slight yeah. edge to the Saints, but the Rams roster is stacked. It's all about how Jared Goff performs. He's still pretty young. Yeah. Can he yeah. handle the big stage of a Super Bowl? I don't know. Well, that's the question Mahomes, people have about that's Mahomes. True. I think. I don't know. You remember we talked? Did we talk on the podcast about the the Chiefs Rams game a while ago? Yeah, I think a while ago we did. Yeah. I want to see that in the Super Bowl. That'd be pretty fun. Because it went, you know, it went pretty down to the wire, serious, and that it was high fun. score and one of the high scoring games ever. That'd be a freaking fun Super Bowl. So my heart tells me the Saints or the Rams are going to win. If I had to bet money, if someone had a gun to my head, I'm betting bet all my money on the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because, not because I want them to win, but because of just, I mean, they're just an efficient machine. I mean, the just, Saints, Saints are one of those teams that are that when they're good, they underachieve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like kind of like a Georgia, you know, like supposed to be really good, and they have a really good season, but when it comes down to the wire, they choke. That's true. They've been that that team. The Rams. When's the last time the Rams been up there? Yeah, I no, mean, it's been a while. Been a little while. It's been a while. And the Chiefs, they've always underachieved. They've had a good team for a long time. All right, so we're gonna end this episode the same way we started it with a little, with a little. Uh, well, you'll see. I don't All think right. you need to do the. Well, no, let's do. What? Why not? What should I do? I feel like I that feel part. Like, no, I feel like when he does it, it's more of like with the nose. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, no, that, they definitely did not even hear that. All right, that was episode seven of the Walk on Diaries podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, like and retweet. 
the the episode subscribe on podbean all all that jazz um thanks for listening hope you guys enjoyed yeah it's been fun see you guys on the next one meow meow